0: Welcome to today on Broadway for Monday, January twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamannini,
1: and I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, on uh, this week on Broadway, yesterday, a recent guest of mine joined uh, Peter James and Michael yeah. John Moore Young, Tony and Grammy winner, talked about a whole bunch of stuff. He dropped some hot goss from the Ooh, world. Of you know, Jersey I Boys. love the hot goss. You do love the hot goss. It talking about. Um, some four seasons mandated edits to the original script, um, how he was not mm. originally supposed to be part of the show, how he got in it. Um, lots of really, really good stuff uh, in there uh, as well. So I highly recommend you head over to our feed and uh, check that out. Of course, you can hear it first if you go to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. There you can also... Um, be able to participate in these this week on Broadway interviews while they are happening, and let me tell you, we've got a big guest for next week. Mm-hmm. Ashley, you know who this is. I it do. is a is a legendary Tony winning director and artistic director, the one and only Diane Paulus, will be a part. Uh, of This Week on Broadway next week. So if you want to get in on that, listen to the interview live, have your questions be a part of the show. Again, go to patreon.com slash Radio. Actually, now, unfortunately, we have to start the show with some sad news, and that is that on Friday, the legendary two-time Tony-winning director and choreographer Bob Avian passed away following a cardiac episode. Avian is, of course, best known for his decades-long collaboration with the great Michael Bennett, winning his two Tony Awards co-choreographing A Chorus Line and Ballroom, along with Bennett. However, Avian was nominated four other times in his career, two for producing for Ballroom and Dreamgirls, but also choreographing Miss Saigon, both the original uh, and the revival. He didn't get a nomination for the revival, but he choreographed uh, Miss Saigon and Sunset Boulevard. He actually began his Broadway career in the 1960 revival of West Side Story, then performed in such shows as Funny Girl, Coco, and more. He was also the assistant or associate choreographer on such iconic shows as Promises Promises, Company, Follies, Seesaw, and more. He later went on to direct the 2006 Broadway revival of A Chorus Line and its subsequent tour. He released a memoir just last year entitled Dancing Man, A Broadway Choreographer's Journey which is available everywhere. Avian is survived by his husband Peter and his sister Laura, five nieces and nephews and a great niece and nephew as well. Actually, as always we send our thoughts uh, yeah. out to everyone who loved Bob Avian and his creative uh you know whether it was as a creative legend on stage or uh, as a as a choreographer or director and also anyone who knew him personally. But it's interesting to me while Michael Bennett obviously tends to get Most, If not all of the credit uh, for a chorus line, Uh, Bob's work should not be ignored. Um, I remember that the most recent tour, which I think was uh, non-equity that I actually saw, they made a big deal when he came and visited them. Um, His influence all over that show can't be understated neither can it uh it be overstated how important a chorus line is, uh, especially the dancing of that oh, show, yeah. to the history Absolutely. of musical theater.
1: Yeah, unquestionably so. I think that's you know, certainly one of the shows that people look to um, as in all forms, one of the most influential shows in theater history and for all of its subsets and reasons including uh, the choreography and both Michael Bennett and bob's work this is obviously such a sad loss i mean look at that sheet of shows that you just read off of like, like that's theater history right there that's that's his work
0: yeah, and he did a, a lot more too I mean he um, you know worked on uh, shows in in London like mm-hmm. uh, Martin Martin Gare which is one of my favorites mm. the, the, the witches of Eastwick um, he produced um, uh, hey mr. producer the Cameron Mcintosh tribute yeah. um, he worked on putting it together on Broadway just yep. a, a ton of stuff and a super important person so uh, Godspeed Bob avian and uh, your legacy will not be soon for forgot. All right, Ashley, let's take a second here to take a break for our sponsor, Audible.
2: We're going to send it over to James to give you all of those details. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to Broadway Radio, Audible. As you probably know, Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and now podcasts. We have highlighted Audible's work a number of times on Broadway Radio, and as a listener to Broadway Radio, you know that Audible has been supporting the development of new works through their Audible Theatre Initiative. So I think that the combination of Broadway Radio listeners and Audible Plus is a perfect match. With Audible Plus, you get full access to the Plus Catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of select originals audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows, as well as exclusive series. Want to listen to Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Sterridge in Seawall, A Life? Audible Plus. How about Certain Women of an Age by Margaret Trudeau? Audible Plus. And The Half-Life of Marie Curie by Lauren Gunderson, narrated by Kate Mulgrew and Francesca Faradani? Audible Plus. And there's so much more. Audible Plus connects you to a ton of content that entertains, inspires, and informs. It's easy to find just the right listen. Whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, or fitness and wellness. You can even squeeze in a workout or guided meditation without having to go to the gym or a class. Visit audible.com slash broadwayradio or text Broadway Radio all one word, lowercase, to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. We'd like to thank Audible for sponsoring Broadway Radio.
0: Thank you, James. And of course, head over to audible.com slash Broadway Radio. All right. Actually, in other news, uh, next month on February 25th, a group of Broadway stars will get together to take part in Broadway Smashes COVID. Renee Fleming, Allison Porter, Cheyenne Jackson, the aforementioned John Lloyd Young, Adam Pascal, Barrett Foa, and the main reason I wanted to mention this story, the iconic Heather Headley will uh, like you cannot pass up chances to see Heather Headley perform. Uh, But they will be a part of this virtual event with proceeds going to benefit uh, Healthcare Without Walls, which is an organization that provides free medical care and case management support to women and children in the homeless community in greater Boston. We will have information Very in the show cool. notes and on broadwayradio.com of course. We gotta see that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's uh, whew, Heather Headley. We need to get her the back on Broadway best. all the time. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, next up, on Saturday, February 6th, Andrew Barth Feldman will host the sixth edition of his Broadway Who Done It Murder Mysteries. Joining him this time will be Michael Park, Isabel McCullough, Kyle Selig, Erica Henningsen, Ashley De La Rosa, and regular murder mystery Alex Boniello and Will Roland. This one apparently has something to do with a murder surrounding a theme park that was built with attractions that have something to do with the major projects in Michael Park's actual career. So it's a Michael Park theme park? Yeah. Um, which is honestly it's hilarious. Just Michael Theme Park. Yeah. Yeah. That's there his, you that go. is his middle name. Yeah yeah yeah. I've uh I've talked about the one I saw of these before. It was so much fun and with this cast and that kind of quirky setup, like I think I'm going to have to try to figure out yeah. uh, how to do this one in a couple of weeks. Actually, it's on a Saturday. I I have no life. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. What am I, What else am I going to do? Exactly. <laughs> uh, um but yeah, so uh uh so that's Get a great a one We'll have the, to link the Michael in the show theme
1: notes. park on your
0: day. I off. love it. Absolutely. And finally, in this section last week, Variety reported that the new movie musical adaptation of Cinderella, which has nothing to do with the new Andrew Lloyd Webber stage musical adaptation Mm. of Cinderella, has pushed back its theatrical (laughs) release like pretty much every movie in 2021 is doing. Instead of coming out on February 5th as originally planned, uh, or at least lastly planned, the film, which stars Camille Cabello as Cinderella, along with Billy Porter as the fairy godmother, also features Adina Menzel, Pierce Brosnan, Minnie Driver, John Mulaney, James Corden, Beverly Knight, Fra Free, and more, will now be released on July 16th. Maybe. Mm, You know, nobody really knows at this point. Doubt it. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. At this point, you can never really tell what's going to happen with that.
1: I forgot this was happening, <laughs> to, to be honest. I mean, but I, but I usually, is- I'm not a Cinderella person to begin with. So the fact that there's some form of adaptation every three and a half minutes, I just kind of block things out of my brain.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I get I get that, but like this cast is pretty good. Like Adina, Dina, Billy Pierce Brosnan, many oh, driver, yeah. John Mulaney. I won't mention. I was going to say James Corden is also name. here. Yeah, I know. Shaker. But even like folks like Beverly Knight and Fra Free, who was one of the, uh, what was that name? The, the, the Irish play that was really long, but everybody loved has the ferryman? goose, <laughs> the ferryman. Yeah. Fra Free was in the ferryman. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. Um, also in it, uh, the really Maddie long be-
1: player that everyone loved. It that was has great. the goose. I loved it. That had goose. The name. Untitled goose Whatever. game.
0: That's what it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, Maddie, uh, Balio, who played Tracy Turnblatt in Hairspray Live, is also going to be in it as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, and All right. here's something that might give you some, um, excitement about this. Mm. It was directed and written. By Kay Cannon. Do you know who Kay Cannon is? Uh, um,
1: it's ringing a bell, and I feel like I should.
0: <laughs> she, um, uh, wrote, uh, and, and then uh, let me say this. She wrote all three Pitch Perfect movies. She was okay. also a co- right. she was also a co-producer or co executive producer on both 30 Rock and New Girl. Oh sweet. Um, so she she is really uh, uh really knows what she's doing in terms of movie okay. musicals and, and stuff like that. So um so take check that out when and if it actually ever makes it to someday. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about some recommendations. I did not call them feel-good recommendations, actually, because the first one is definitely not a feel-good recommendations, but it is uh, something that I think everybody should read. It is an oral history by the New York Times' Michael Paulson about really what the last 10 months has been for everybody in the cast of Moulin Rouge. Um, of course, he talks about how big of a hit it was, how, what the tickets were like, what the um, – how uh, the sales were going and then everything shuts down on March 12th. In the, uh, in the article, he talks to 52 different people mm. that were employed by Moulin Rouge, including Alex Timbers, Danny Burstein, Karen Olivo, Aaron Tevate, a bunch of ensemble uh, members, like an assistant stage managers, uh, as well as associate general managers, um, uh, like everything that you can imagine, uh, to try to get the full Picture of, of what people have gone through uh, with that. Obviously, um, we've it's been well chronicled how many people actually ended up getting sick. Right. That's um, that's what I was about COVID. to say.
1: Like this is so both monumental and instrumental on in the fact that uh, Moulin Rouge was like the first show that we heard yeah. of company members and crew members getting sick,
0: and they were the first one to to to, Just, to stop right, performances. Exactly. Um, so there's, there's all of those folks that are involved. Robin Herder's in there as well. Max Clayton, um, just a, a really fascinating and, and really heartbreaking, um, you know, read. But also it's been interesting to hear what they have kind of gone through since then and how they've kind of made their lives um, over uh, again. So uh check that out. Yeah. Hopefully, we will get Moulin Rouge, um, back on the Broadway oh, I hope so. at some point yeah. in 2021. All right, we need a palette cleanser. Guess Let's please. wash all of that out. And here is one that feels perfect for you on the Great <laughs> NPR and WBEZ Chicago. Um, I guess they call it. a I mean, it's kind of a game show, but the the news game show, news trivia show. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Love their wait, segment. Wait, don't tell me. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. Um, And they're not my job segment this week. They had the great and the good Mandy Patinkin on. And what was just incredible about it was like obviously Ashley, you and i and all of our listeners i'm assuming love and adore mandy patinkin but you to must. hear these yeah it's required but yeah, if you don't love these,
1: mandy patinkin please turn this off immediately
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely um but to hear all of these uh NPR people, and a lot of them are comedians who are on. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. But like, just yeah. absolutely geek out about Mandy Patinkin being on yeah. there. Not only did he deliver his iconic line from uh, The Princess Bride, he also <laughs> duetted um, with Mo Rocca on uh, "Oh What a Circus" from Avita. Yeah, um, talked about his new, um his new career as a TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it was a lovely, lovely interview. And, you know, actually, I think it's really interesting because for a, Long period in the middle of Mandy Patinkin's career, mm-hmm. like like twenty years, mm-hmm. especially when he was doing TV shows and then quitting them y- rather abruptly. Yeah, he had this reputation as being like this guy that was super hard to work Impossible with, was a pain in the ass. With, yeah, which yeah. I
1: didn't know until maybe three or four. Because I've always loved Mandy Patinkin. Uh, but like three or four years ago is when I found out that he had such reputation. I was like, no. Right. Well, I and, don't, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's just funny you. that, like, <laughs> since then, he's just like this affable grandpa. I don't think he has any grandkids, but like, essentially, this affable grandpa who does TikTok videos and you know has really become kind of like an elder statesman of of prestige television. Mm. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people know Mandy for being, like, this super intense guy. And I think a lot of that, like, if you go see him perform, especially in his concerts, like, there is nothing but intensity on stage. And I can imagine.
1: And then Homeland, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that it's just, like, you know, especially with um, Chicago Hope, which was the first show that he famously quit, uh, and then Criminal Minds, which he also famously quit. Um, I can imagine those shows, medical dramas, serial killer dramas, like, a guy who is that intense, that can be a lot for him. Absolutely. And he's, that's kind of what, he, I mean, that was his reason for the, his stated reason, um, for, for leaving criminal minds is he just couldn't do it anymore mentally. Um, but I love this chapter of Mandy's career when we just a can talk star. Yeah. Well, we can just like talk about what a wonderful person and performer he is. And we don't have to like listen to people complain about him being mean, but because yes. he is the absolute best. <laughs>
1: So, so true. I really, I like this, you know, I always want to see him on stage, but I mean, if he gives me regular TikTok slash Twitter content, I'll be, I'll be happy for the rest of my life. (laughs) I know, Uh, I know. I mean, especially when there is no stage. Yeah, exactly. Just the video of him ranking snack foods alone. Oh I haven't seen oh that. Oh my one. god, it's so good. Is okay. he' ranking his favorite snacks. There was like lamb what in there.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Mandy I don't know what's worse, Mandy saying lamb is one of his favorite snacks, or Joe Biden wearing a seventy or seven thousand dollar Rolex. Look, but it's so important. It's not no, important. neither of important. It's but anyway. so
1: good. Well, Mandy's important. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> Despite the fact that we could go on and talking about Mandy Patinkin for another Correct. hour or two, yeah. that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram Ooh. at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at bww Matt Ashley. Do the honors.
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at new no- this is Ashley.
0: All right, everybody. Also, don't forget to visit our sponsor at audible.com slash Broadway Radio and head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, Broadway Radio slash Patreon. I think, Ashley, we're going to have a special show tomorrow. We're not sure. We're going to play it by ear based off how news goes, but. We are recording um, another review roundtable with are. me, Ashley, and Grace talking about the Hulu streaming film of the off-Broadway hit show Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself. Ashley... Yes. real quick. Oh boy. Like, what did you tell me when you signed on to record <laughs> this episode?
1: I didn't expect for a What would you refer to that kind of show as? A mentalism show, I guess. I don't know. Uh
0: yeah, illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't expect uh one to make me cry so much so so much so much
0: oh. so so stick around to broader radio for the rest of the week and that'll either be in the feed tomorrow or sometime later in the week depending on news all right everybody have a wonderful monday and we will talk to you tomorrow